Hey man, say man, it's your boy King Gabe, man. We coming live and direct. Y'all know what it is, man. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the ugly truth. Hey, you know we gonna dive right into it. Spirit, soul, body, finances, and relationship. Put y'all up on game on everything. And I am certified, man, to speak on what I speak on, man. I've been on over 500 dates with 500 different women, man. So when I speak on relationship, please pay attention. Oh, I'd ran up an M too. So when I speak on money, please pay attention. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Hey man, say man, we back on the ugly truth. Tonight is a very special guest. It's a very special podcast on this one. We got a world-renowned speaker, business coach, best-selling author, ghostwriter, licensed nurse, cosmetologist, and she's also a business owner of Guideline Girls in the Blink and Body Contour University. Y'all give it up for Miss <laughs> Kalai Shireen. Yes, How thank are you, you doing? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing amazing. I cannot complain. I'm amongst the living, so everything is good. I have no complaints whatsoever. Praise the Lord. Y'all can hear the church in her already. She's been, she's been to give praise and glory to God, honor the first lady and the parishioner. Amen. Man. The protocol has been established. Amen, amen. <laughs> but we thank you here at The Ugly Truth for coming out, taking time out of your busy day and work schedule. As we know, you're a very busy woman with a lot going on. Yes, We yes. admire that here at The Ugly Truth. We want to get into a couple of things that you do. Uh, as far as your ghostwriting, how did you get into that? Well, um, actually, I guess what people don't know is that I had my own article when I was 14 years old. So um, I, my first job, my first youth works paid job was a junior news editor. And I started off writing so strong, just about like virginity and marijuana, drug abuse. And I ended up landing my own column after the first week of me getting the job. So I was distributing my own column to the medical centers in the neighborhood, to the local playgrounds, and just dropping it off door to door, like literally hustling at 14, my own column, like making sure that people got a chance to read what I had to say. What is the setting? Or what is the environment that one has to do to ghostwrite? Because you ghostwrite books, correct? Amongst yes, other yes, things. Uh-huh. So if you're ghostwriting a book, briefly tell us what is the process of, of writing a person's whole book? Like, do they just give you notes? Do they call and tell you? Do they um, record? Like, how so, is that? So I have a staff um, at Guideline Girls also. So we have some typers who are like uh, the court sonographers. So they'll literally type verbatim, word for word. Okay. Um, and, and then I have to edit it. But what I found out, that was like early on in my career, and what I found out was that's going to be a big problem because if you're getting somebody's dictation of their story, it's going to be a lot of ums and ands. And so if a person is typing word for word, you're going to have um, and, and it's going to look <laughs> dumb as crap on paper. So I started training my staff, like, listen, only take the, the bulk of what they're saying, type that up and then give it to me. Like, don't just give me um, and, and then hold on girl. I don't want to see that in my, <laughs> in my type because it's going to take me forever. But, um, so I literally now I just do recordings. So I kind of X'd out the whole typing piece and now I just take the audible recording and then I type it up myself. So that's just like if you tell me your life story and you say, oh, Kalai, well, I started out, you know, um, I was seven years old and I lived here and I lived there. In my mind, I'm going, King, King, 
come downstairs and, 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 and get ready for school. Like, I'm placing it as a story. Okay. Like, in my mind, as you're saying it. So I take you in the room with me. Like, you can literally smell the greens cooking. You can feel the carpet underneath your feet. You know what I mean? You can see the sunlight outside. Like, that's how vivid and, and prolific my writings are. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. I had the opportunity to read some of your writing. So <laughs> Guideline Girls is the name of the company yes. that does the ghostwriting and yes. books also. Yes. Speaking on books, let's let's speak on this book here <laughs> that um, I don't know how true it is, but maybe it's true for about 5% of y'all. <laughs> It uh, is true. He can be faithful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God bless y'all. Faithful men. Hallelujah. Uh, speak on this book real here. This is one of your best sellers. Yes, here. it is. So the funny thing about He Can Be Faithful is that the title itself was so deceptive. That's how we got so much notoriety because we the book launch, it was, it was like a celebrity turnout. We had a celebrity host. We had the newspaper there. We had radio interviews, like, back-to-back. And people were like, he could be faithful. Like, not in this dispensation. Like, not when men is a dog and he's a cheater and he's a right. liar and he's a thought. And he, look, that it men that turned into or, thoughts. Or they, or they live in Atlanta. It's just right. way too many options to turn <laughs> Look, that's what I'm saying. Or, or it's just, options. you know, they just belted all around. So they were like, what? He could be faithful? No. So, and then Shortly after that, the Men Can Be Faithful movement started out. Like, it was like a whole movement where people was like, oh, men can be faithful. Like, Amen. men, you know, don't doubt it. Shout out to y'all strong faithful. Yeah. <laughs> don't live in Atlanta. Listen, but it was just so much to the book. And I was sitting there and just thinking about how we treat our men, um, especially, like, with the whole feminist thing. I'm not against feminism at all. I'm so feminine, like, to the T. But when it comes to it, admiring and admonishing and loving a man like we still need them what, what do you think you know i'm big <laughs> on definitions on this show what do you think feminism now feminine and feminism is, it's, two, it's different a, it's a two different things what right it's feminist to you and why do you consider yourself a feminist i'm not a feminist though okay. so yeah i'm not a feminist so my thing is is that i'm not so independent that I still don't have a level of dependence on a man. Okay. Like, so I feel as though a man is still very... <laughs> we still got one more left, fellas. We still got one more left. Praise the Lord. I'll let you continue. So, I feel as though a man is, is very useful. Like, even if I do have my own, which I do, and even though I have, you know, generated a lot of income, it doesn't, you know, denote the fact that I need a man. It doesn't right. stop me from needing a man. It doesn't stop me from wanting a man. Like, I'm not going to be that girl watching Law & Order with my puppy and going to brunch every weekend. So you're not going to be a part of my bad bitch uh, graveyard where I, all of the women die single and they're going to have headstones that's blinged out and you can yeah. get your own slogan on the yeah. top, you know, boss babe and no. independent. Okay, no, cool. mine is going to be like, you know, so-and-so, you know, wife, I'm going to carry his last name with the situation. Let, let my staff know. Mr. and Mrs. We don't have a client here. She's not a potential client, so, you know, y'all ain't got to worry about <laughs> talking to her afterwards about joining the uh, single women graveyard. <laughs> yeah, but, and it's not, it's nothing wrong with that. And I think we need to find a happy medium. I think so many times we kind of, either we're so far left or we're so far right. So I think that 
the feminist thing is great. Um, the Why liberation. Though? How? how, not, how not, I'm how saying as far as feminist? the liberating piece of it, that women, what you know. What were they being liberated from? Um, because they didn't have a lot. We didn't have a lot of rights. We didn't have um, a lot of equal rights, so to speak, to a man. So I do appreciate the increase in salary. I appreciate um, the fact that we can now do a lot of things that we couldn't do before. Name two. Of course, just like the salary difference. But if women not meant to be out here getting money, did, but they the, are meant out here meant to look at look at oh my goodness look at the Proverbs thirty one woman she was a boss for her house she, but she was a boss for her house <laughs> and she was making money like she she had all of the jewels she had you know everything going on she had all of the fabrics you know she was she a was boss selling merchants to she was selling merchandise to the merchants for her household so that the maids, mm -hmm. to have a maid, I think you have to be well off. Right. So her king put right. her in that position. But either way, she was still making things happen. So that's just right. like, even if I have an owner of a company, they're still a CEO, but they're you know still a CFO. She wasn't? Shout out to all my beautiful ladies out there. This isn't a shot at y'all. But the Proverbs 31 woman wasn't a single mother. We have too many women running corporations and businesses and are not more focused on the family. I believe, according to scripture, she was more concerned with the family than the merchandise and the money part of it all. But I'll let you continue to speak because this ain't about me today. This is all about you. That so, was one thing you said, the salary. Right. So just the salary, um, just like... It's just so many double standards. Like it's it's just so many that I can. I mean, it, it's it's not even one I could just say. Oh, pinpoint down. It's just it's just a known fact. Okay, so you feel that way about feminists. You feel it liberated y'all. Right. Absolutely. Since, but just, just ask me this though. Since the liberation of the feminists, according to the results, have it helped or hurt the community? If you look um, back then, let's so say there, there's always, ahead. there's always not, not to interrupt you. There's so many, there's always pros and cons to everything. On a large so, scale, though, it's always pros and cons. But largely, if we had more families or didn't have families, say back then we didn't have families and now we do have families, or vice versa, if we had more families then and now we don't, did it help? I just tell the truth. Back then, it was more family. So the feminist movie hit around the 70s. Back then, before 70, we was married at like an 80% rate. Now we're married at a 30% rate. So did the feminist movement help us or did it hurt us? In your opinion, if you're just looking at statistics. If you're looking at statistics, it is going to say, of course, that the number decrease has hurt us in some way. But like I said, if we can kind of gain that momentum with bringing the family back into play after we've got our liberation, after we've got our money and kind of understand that, listen, you can still be partnered with a man and still add value to him and not feel like you are lesser than or, you know, he's greater than you. You can still very much do that and, and still. Do you not Your feel, face is like... Yeah, do you not feel like the man that you allow to choose you should be greater than you? Do you think... So you believe in equality is what you're saying. So not so much as equality... Or only believe, equality when it benefits the women. No, no, no. What I'm saying is is that the from my house, so I'll speak from my house. So the man in my home is going to be greater than me. He's going to be Lord over my house because he is following the Lord. Let's put it like that. So therefore, I'm only following a man who's following Christ anyway. So therefore, if you're following Christ, I'm willing to follow you. 
So that's me following God. That's the way I view it. Okay. So he, he's going to be my Lord in my house. And you're a submit? Well, submissive is strength yes. under subjection. So. <laughs> Will you submit? Absolutely, because okay. I'm still strong. I it's just my. I word twice. It just, <laughs> no, it's not about. See, submission doesn't bother me because that's strength under subjection. So I'm still very much strong. It's just that I know how to control when to speak. I know how to control when not to speak. I can gauge if he's. Ooh, yeah, say yeah. that. Hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Did y'all hear that? I want to know if y'all heard that. I'm allow you to run that back. What, what, what? You know when to do what? So I know when to speak. Mm -hmm. I know when not to speak. I know I can kind of gauge his temperament. to, Because mind you, women, we know if we're going too far. It's just that some of us will keep pushing, pushing, pushing. We already know when we're at the, 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 the moment where he's going to be like snapped. Right. But it's like, we'll still keep going. So the woman who is truly submissive, she understands that her strength is under subjection. She understands that, you know what? I see him getting to a place that I don't. Because what's the result at the end of the day? The result is that you guys are going to be further apart. The result is more calamity in the home. So what is the actual result from these actions that the certain women are putting forth? Because you're not going to have a a happy household. So you win an argument but lose the family. Yeah. That's, that's what they do. Well, and, and this is why, even in the book, it talks about dismantling the side chick. Because he is willing to, I'll give you a case in point and scenario. If my husband had a hard day at work, and all he wants to do is come home and tell me about his hard day. Uh-huh. But instead, he, he, let's say he put his job on the line by what he did. And he's like, oh, babe, you know, I cursed my boss out today. You know, I might get fired tomorrow. And the first thing that we say is, why would you do that? Correct. That was dumb. You know you can't get fired. Now you put our house in it. And he's like, in a man's mind, it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, that's a grown-ass man. Facts. He knows exactly what he put on the line by cursing Mr. Richard out. He, he was tired of Mr. Richard. <laughs> he was upset. Mr. Richard was full of shit. Right. So he felt as though today was the day that Mr. Richard was going to get his just due. Okay. And he will think about it on the back end. Your job as the woman is to listen. Unless he asks you for an opinion about what he should do. Don't insert yourself and say, oh, this is what you should do. This what... He ain't asked you that. Correct. That's a, you're dealing with another grown human being. Correct. So therefore, that's why he ends up with Brittany with the dirty air mattress and the four kids. And you like, how is he cheating on me? And I'm a six figure woman. I'm a seven figure earner. How is he cheating on me? And you see the girl that he cheating with and she look like who shot John and forgot to kill him. But she knows how to shut up. But she knows how to listen. Bars. No, I'm serious. So that's why we losing because it's like. I have so many, you know, feminine women in, in, in a part of this movement, but you, you're not realizing. And it's like, oh, well, she a hoe? No, she's not a hoe. She, she, she read he can be faithful. She's a guideline girl. She understands that I'm just here to listen. Now, once a man has gotten all of his thoughts out, he's in a free space where he can actually think of a solution on his own because that's how he's, that's how he's programmed. Okay. But he can't think with you adding stress to him that he already knows that he just created okay excuse me that makes that makes perfect sense which 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 leads me into this question where did you get this thought process from 
Well, I have, um, see, marriage runs thick in my family. Mm -hmm. So my grandparents have been married almost 60 years. Mm -hmm. um, my mother and father bir gave birth to me and my son. Uh, my son, not my son, my brother. That was so crazy. No, he, they gave birth to me and my brother. We were both planned um, in their marriage. My father has also been married for 35 years. All of my mothers, all eight of them, their brothers, uh, you know, her brothers and sisters are married and they've been married for almost 30 years. So I've always seen marriage modeled before me. And I remember being like a little girl, my grandmother, she's, she's never worked. She's never worked. AKA lady of leisure, shout out to the ladies of leisure. Go ahead. Listen, she has never worked. And she told me one day, she said, she said two things to me. She said, when I met your grandfather, she said, I told him I like to shop at Bamberger's. And Bamberger's, is, I don't know how old the people are watching, but Bamberger's is like our Strawbridge's or Hex or, you know, Macy's. y'all a little Macy's. She's from Philadelphia. Yes, I am. She shout out to Philly. <laughs> but my family, my whole family is from Baltimore, though. You hit so. Baltimore. <laughs> can, so. can you say any of the Baltimore things? <laughs> <laughs> like hot dog, Do. hot dog, uh, parents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, all that. But she said something to me. She was like, I told him I only shopped at Bamberger's. And mind you, she had never been inside of Bamberger's. She mm -hmm. had never purchased a piece of clothes from there. But she said, the, me the next man that I talk to is going to upgrade me to Bamberger's. So that was her whole thing. Okay. And so when she met my grandfather, she had six children. He only had one. She had six children, so he's, she met him. Listen. Sidebar, she had some good box. Go Listen, <laughs> she had six children. And he, only, and he only had one, so he took her and her six children and took her to Ben Burgers, you know, bought her whatever, you know, because that was what she was requiring. A re, uh -huh. Again, a requirement. So that was, that was what she put up to, for, her, for, for him to entertain her. Then she, she actually allowed me to watch her in action. So she's sitting in her chair, and this is inadvertently. She wasn't giving me, like, no lessons. She was just putting it down. Facts. And she's sitting in her chair, and she looks at me. Then she directs her attention to the kitchen where my grandfather was. She says, Bobby, she said, can you come in here, Bobby? And the fan was on. You know how you have those standing fans that kind of rotate mm -hmm. or can stand still? So she said, Bobby, she said, can you come? Can you come in here for for me, Bobby? And he comes in and he says, yeah, yeah, Shirley, what can I do for you, baby? What can I do for you? And she says, Bobby, the, the, the fan, Bobby, she said, it's just, it's just sitting there, Bobby. Can you make it go like this? And she, and she moved her hand like this, like, and she said, can you make it go back and forth like this? And he was like, he's like, yeah, Shirley, I could do that. He's like, he was like so excited. excited. Listen, he was like, yeah, I could do that. So she was like, show me how you do it, Bobby. Show me how you do it. So he takes the little button at the top of the fan and he pushes it down. Right. And the fan starts to go back and forth. She said, oh my gosh, Bobby. She said, you're so smart. She said, she said, I would have never thought to do that. So her grandmother was a Finesse. Listen, a finesse and a fly dresser, because he took her to hey, Bamberger's, right? Hey. So listen, she said, and I watched her. I said, this lady could have got up 
and hit that button herself. And she said, no, she just put it in my mind that that was his job to do. He wanted to always protect her and always serve her. Because if you if you get into a man's world like that, that's how he's going to be programmed. So so would it be safe to say, I'll say another cuss word real quick that might help the audience. Would it be safe to say that you as a woman have been trained? I've been trained. And I say that all the time. I was not raised. I was trained for sure. More bars. Now, we're getting real deep into this now on some words that are cuss words in yeah. our community. Submit, yeah. training. So you're not a dog? Because you went through training. Usually in our community, if you went through training, you're automatically a dog. Oh, no, no, no. You got to it's, it's sit, roll over. Yeah, all of those, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so your training helped you with your thought process. Your grandmother Absolutely. was able to give you a visual of what to see. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to the to the young ladies who maybe wasn't that in that environment? What should they look at, or should they just get the book and read the book to I help them out? So first of all, actually, yes, they should very much look on Amazon, find He Could Be Faithful, and read it. Like, it's so many people that have literally said to me, if I would have found this book when I was 16, I would not be where I am right now. Like I would have had a completely different thought process. So if they're young right now, yeah, start right now with the with the guidelines. So my encouragement that I would say, I think it's uh, paramount important for the women to teach the younger women at a younger age um, what to expect. And I think we all supposed to go through training. I think it's a lot of training. And something she said is requirements. Something that I preach on my show a lot of time of the reason why ladies are in a lot of bad situations. There's no requirements besides yeah. liquor and chicken wings. After oh, liquor no. and chicken wings, Not her legs liquor and chicken wings. go that way. You dig what I'm saying? So just serve. But you got to have the value to be requiring something. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Her grandmother's an exception. Please don't take that story and think that y'all going to have all these kids and find y'all uh, yeah. a Prince Charming. <laughs> Six kids. Yeah. She had that wop. Yeah, the, yeah and she, she, and, she did. And she was very feminine. But you see how she did that she played along she allowed him to feel like he was a part of the house not i don't need no nigga you mm -hmm. get what i'm saying mm -hmm. she allowed him to come. even though it's small mm -hmm. i'm sure there's other examples but ladies sometimes just let your man be a man you dig what i'm saying just allow him to help out can you change this can you help this absolutely allow him to feel a part of it because i think nowadays especially in this dispensation it's like every woman is like i can do it myself like right. like me, I had a stepfather who taught me how to do an oil uh, oil change. He taught me how to change tires. He taught me how to do a radiator flush. Of course, I can do all those things. But if I have a man there, I'm gonna be like, "How do you do that?" But that's that's. <laughs> like, that, I, I know how to do it, but he's here. He's that present. Information, in my opinion, would be breaking Jason case of a murder. It's a fire extinguisher. You do all that if there's if. nothing else, right? That 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 you can do, and there's no one else around. So we was able to get it. He can be faithful. I want you to go get that book. Pick it up on Amazon. We're going to dive in that. But I got one more business um, that I want to talk about, which is the Blink and Body Couture University. Yes, yes, um, yes. I call it the Trick a Nigga um, University. Um, she will help you trick these niggas Slaves. out here. She will, she will suck your booty up and make sure it look right. She'll suck your stomach out. You know what I mean? She will help you not put the work in to make it look like you got the work put oh, in man. so that you can attract more guys that will be more sexually attracted to you but probably won't keep you. But get you. the guidelines so that way he can stay around. 
forget the guidelines, definitely go stay around. You did. It was a story that you told me a while back, and I think it might help them out. Uh, maybe it might help them get in the gym. You were actually had a deposit down for a BBL. You was gonna come on part of the BBL community. Yeah. And uh, you was gonna get butt surgery instead of brain surgery. Yeah, so. September 1st, yeah, 2020. Mm -hmm. September 1st, 2020. Go ahead, elaborate on that mm -hmm. a little bit about what you was gonna do and what was your thought process of why you wanted to do it and then why you chose not to do it. So, at that time, um, like God was really, really talking to me um, in so many different ways about just like outwardly, like how I appear outwardly. And cause I had done so much work inwardly, it was just like, okay, now I have to fix how I, how I look. Cause I had gotten so out of shape. Like I was always like snatched and had a, um, I had always had like a nice shape, um, but I had just got really careless and really I'm not really focused on my body outwardly. So usually when I'm out of shape spiritually, I'm out of shape physically. Mm, bars, that's the third <laughs> bar she to drop. No, I'm serious, like, and it will show outwardly. Like, that's how you could tell people who are just kind of all out of bounds because they just take in anything, they're not really working out. And you can see it, like, so that's just like what they say, you know, wealth um, is health. You know what I mean, health is wealth and all of these things because it's like, if you're really paying attention to what you're taking in daily, it's gonna show, outwardly. It's always gonna show, your skin, uh, your hair, your nails, your your sclera in your eye, everything, it's gonna show. <laughs> it's gonna, you're gonna see if you're taking care of yourself or not. So at that time, um, I had paid the 10000 It wasn't even that I put a deposit. I had like paid oh, the Oh, you just went ahead and cashed Oh, them yeah, I had cashed front, them out. Like, <laughs> I was, I was. Big bags. Thank y'all for buying. He could be faithful. <laughs> y'all was finna pay for a BBL, but go ahead. Listen, <laughs> well, Speak your I, truth. Walk I, in your truth. I got some other businesses too, so. <laughs> but, um, so I literally, you know, went, I went physically there, went to my pre-op appointment, got my blood work done, even ingested the medication, you know, that you're you're supposed to take prior so to hold on surgery. pause you actually went to the building oh. you actually showed up to oh, the was, operation date yeah i had my robe on and my circulation socks and my slippers oh, on okay so we we're a little deeper than what i expect oh yeah no but i please, was she was actually there yeah 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 so i was like all all ready to go okay um hooked up to the iv type of situation yeah Dang. like waiting to go into the room and it was literally, I kept praying. I said, God, if this is not for me, please block it. I kept saying, if it's not for me, please block it. So, you know, I'm a licensed nurse. So the IV um, um, anesthesiologist, he came into the room. He was doing my IV. Mind you, in nursing, you're supposed to like prime the line, make sure there's no air pockets for, you know, a possible air embolism and stuff like that. So I didn't like the way he primed the line. So I'm looking and I'm like, it's just one too many air bubbles for my liking, even though it's not enough to like kill me. But the fact that you would even be careless enough and you are the person responsible for monitoring me during the surgery, that was like my first red flag. So I shut the um, the valve off and I told him, I said, you know, it's not a good stick. Can you redo the stick? And he was like, well, maybe, he was like, I can hold your arm out while you're in surgery. 
And I'm like, are we in America or out of America? (laughs) We are in America, in Miami. So, and I'm like, you could hold my arm out during surgery. Like, what if my blood pressure goes high? What if my heart rate declines? Like, what, what you mean hold my arm out? So no, this is not gonna work. So he's like, don't worry about it. Cause everybody's Spanish there too. So they're like, mommy, don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) They're like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Calmate, you're gonna be fine, mommy. And so I'm like, no, I, I wasn't feeling it. So um, that was my first red flag. It didn't get me out of the room, but I still was praying. So right after that, the power went off. To the whole building? To the entire building. Sign two from God. Power went out. Like, and everybody's like, oh, they're coming out in the hallways. They're like, oh, everybody quiet down. It's going to be okay. No problem. No problem. Go back in your room. So I'm like, my shit got me in this like little closet. No window, no nothing. It's like literally a closet. And they're hanging the IV on the door handle. Like, not even an actual IV pole. Is was on. this, um, um, <laughs> Was this in the back of a project building? <laughs> no, this is like a world-renowned plastic surgery place. So okay. nevertheless, but I'm glad that the doctor ended up moving out of that place or whatever. But So that was sign two. That Keep was sign going. two. So and the so power you stayed. Yes. The power came back on. So they're all like, ah, yes, yes, you know, Jesus. And you know, <laughs> you hear all you know, all of the praises and the hallelujahs and everything's going on. So I'm like, okay, still wasn't enough for me to get up and go. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, I asked for a sign. Power's out. Back on though. Boy. So um, the woman comes in and she's like, we pushed your surgery back again. And I said, you know what? I was like, I'm just not going to um, do this. She's like, no, mommy, don't worry. Everything's going to, you're going to be up next, you know, but it was God pushing me back. Cause he right. had literally put women before me to go into surgery. So when she came back in the power shut off again. That's four signs. Listen, so she said, Mommy, you don't have to worry. The power, we have backup generators for the operating room, so it won't shut off during your surgery. I said, no. I said, I want to talk to my doctor right now. I want to go home. That was it for me. I was like, I want to go home. So he came into the room, and what he said to me was so profound. He looked at me. He said, I thought about you all night. Mm. And I was like, he thought about me. I'm like, I know I'm fine, but (laughs) he was like, he said, he said, I thought about you all night. And he said, I thought about, he said, you have the perfect smile. He said, you are so beautiful. He said, go home. He said, you are a business owner and you have not been putting yourself first. He said, you go home and you put yourself first. And I was like, it was so, you know, minuscule at the time, but it meant so much to me because I'm like, I have not been putting myself first. I've been putting everybody in front of me and that's why it's showing physically. That's why you can see it outwardly. So he said, go home and put yourself first. He said, some women need this. He said, but you don't. He said, it's not about the money for me. He said, I'll take away the money for the, um, the IV line that they started. And he literally, he didn't even take the money out for that. I got all of my money back. And I literally felt drowsy going out the door because I had already taken the coagulant like to make my blood clog. I didn't eat since the night before, like I was ready for surgery. So I just was like, you know, dragging out like (laughs) on my way, but I had my life. And God told me in the car, he says, so many women are willing to die just to feel alive. Bars. So that was, that was what he told me. It's the fourth He said, so many women are willing to, to die, die 
just to feel alive. alive. Just wow. to feel alive. Just to feel alive. That's that's important because I'm not against if you know. You and know, I'm not against it. Don't trust no, and mean, believe. Yeah. I only. I got. You know, I'm an opinionated person. <laughs> I only agree with it if you know you'd have been in the gym and your little flabby arms won't come down and shit like that. You don't need ass, ladies. See, this is what happened. Men were going after women with, with big boobs and big booties and things of that nature because at a certain time we believed that they had the best sex. Um, that is the reason why that they were going after these kind of women. So to get a BBL means you want a man to be sexually, sexually attracted. We hear the bullshit. I'm doing it for better me to make me feel better. Cool. But how many married women do you know get BBLs? I don't know many. I know there are some. We don't need the exceptions. But I know more than two handful of women that got BBLs and they still ain't got no nigga and they still ain't got no ring and they still ain't got no marriage. My suggestion would be get brain surgery. (laughs) (laughs) I got a a thing about putting new parts on an old car. Mm. Putting new parts. <laughs> we have five. She is dropping <laughs> bars. So, bars. So you put in new parts on an old car. So at the end of the day, if your brain of the car, because you got a lot of, especially foreign cars, they got two brains in them, one in the front, one in the back, you know. So at the end of the day, if your brain still ain't working right, it doesn't matter how much you do to this car. You could put a new bumper on it, change the interior, you know, hook, put hydraulics on it, get lights, get spokes, get everything. That car is still going to be that same makeup. And after a while, you know, it's it's still going to deteriorate. So do the do the my my encouragement is do the internal work. I say on all my shows because some people watch some of them, some of them other people watch may show them clips or whatever. It took me nine years to get out of a hundred percent street mentality. It's going to take work. Y'all can't. That's why the Bible says you can't mix a, a, a new wine with old wine skins or to burst. Y'all trying to put a new body uh, uh, without a new brain. You're not going to, whatever results you was getting before your body, all you're going to get is more of that result. You're just going to get more niggas that want to smash. Now, I'm done smashing. I told y'all before uh, <laughs> I made a decision to get married. Uh, so I'm leaving hoism to the hoes. You dig what I'm saying? I've been about three months and I ain't smashed nobody now. You dig what I'm saying? And that's, that's big for me. I've went way longer before, but you got to really do the work that it takes. And the work that it takes is going to be a lot of isolated time not necessarily alone but isolated time when you can really think figure out what your purpose is figure out why you here what you want to do it for and i guarantee you even me because it don't come no better than me i will take a flat butt little chest pretty girl before i take a big butt big chest pretty girl whose mind not right it's the mind the attitude and the femininity is what you're looking to attract most of y'all don't even the last girl that told me she said, oh, I see the other girls with bigger butts getting more attention to me. I feel like I can get the guys that I want if I get a bigger butt. See, here's, here's the catch-22 to that, is that if it were all about sex for men, then every prostitute would be married. Facts. Like, every prostitute would have a husband to this day if it were simply about what girl I can smash what girl has the biggest breasts, or every stripper will be married. But no, they're faithfully there every Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday Shout night, out to Magic City Friday Monday. night. Listen, 
drop and get, throw that ass in the circle, drop and give them 50, 1,000, Let whatever. me tell you something that disqualifies y'all. Now, we see the culture on, and you may agree or disagree, we see the culture on TV, strippers. The guys that niggas like, or, I mean, the, girl, the, guy, the, the girls that guys like are not the girls that guys necessarily were married. Yes, we That's were like true. every Instagram picture. <laughs> I went to Magic City for my birthday, threw a few bands. I paid someone's mortgage. I paid someone's car <laughs> note. I paid someone's school tuition. My little bro threw some bands, too. We had a ball. It was phenomenal. Then we went to Allura, threw some more money. Cool, we paid. I'm not taking that one of them bitches out to go meet my mama and say, this is the girl that I want. There's a lot of things that y'all can do to disqualify. There's a lot of things that you can do to have sex. You got to figure out if you're trying to get these men to have sex. Sex is not going to keep us. The girl that I've slept with that had the best sex is not a part of my life no longer. We all got a top five, right? Oh, y'all, we all got a top five, right? They're no longer a part of my life. So what does that tell y'all? It doesn't matter how good your box is. That is a temporary, that is just to get us in. I will take a girl and I have. I've took a girl that had all the other qualities. I like domestic women. You can be business and all that, but I like the household taken care of. I like food three or four times a week. I like a woman that speaks to me properly and all of those things. I had a girl that had all of these qualities. Perfect, great to me. The box was trash. And I dealt with it for a couple years, why? Because sex wasn't the most important thing to me. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And I ain't telling y'all to have trash box because most <laughs> niggas is just gonna leave. But what she did do, she showed her hand of what she can do before she showed me her box. So many of y'all look for relationships, but y'all looking for them the wrong way. Y'all not gonna find them that way. I got a whole family full of single men and women it's going about it the wrong way. You have to be what we, I think we were speaking about, being intentional. Mm -hmm. You have to yes, be intentional definitely. in what you want. If you're going out with a guy, you're going out with someone as amazing as me two years ago, and you ask me, are you looking to get married? And I say, yeah, eventually, you know, I gotta see, baby, just run. Because a guy that's ready to get married, yeah, I'm ready to get married. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. If you have these requirements that I'm mm -hmm. requiring, because I've already took you on a date, which means I find you attractive, and I'm hoping the inside is as pretty as the outside. So you got to really do the work and be intentional uh, about what you're doing. But we're yeah. going to segue real quick, unless you yeah. had something on that. Well, I mean, just to even piggyback off of that, being intentional, but, and I'm only speaking because I've had four proposals, like, literally somebody with experience and understanding how it is to get a man to propose. Well, hold on, let, let's, because they're going to ask, yeah, why you didn't accept none of them proposals? So why I you didn't walk down the aisle, so to speak? Um, so I wasn't ready. Like, to be honest, a lot of it was case studies because I was generating, he could be faithful. So a lot of them was just getting material, which is crazy because when you are a writer, sometimes... Um, or even reporters, you guys can understand that you have to dedicate your life to the work. And I was literally doing a work with Was it people. unintentional or intentional that you was getting with these guys to write a book or did it just happen like that? Like so, you were dealing with the guys, but in the back of your mind, you was just taking a data report. Or was you like, hey, I'm finna get with these niggas, see how all this no, shit work out and so write this book? It had, it had started with my aunt, um, my aunt Kim, um, shout out to aunt Kim. Um, it started with my aunt Kim and she was telling me how she had went to a therapist and um, the therapist was white. And she said that the therapist told her that most black women um, have issues in marriages because we know everything and we have to say it. She said, hold, hold on, hold on. But then she said Bar that six. 
she said that most white women will know everything and say nothing. And she said how that looks in relationship is, is that the white woman will say, oh, I know he's cheating with so-and-so at the office, or I know he's doing this. And she'll say, oh, Brian, can I have your credit card so I can go to the mall and buy some shoes and get, you know, what I need for the house? And she's just, like, literally just getting what she needs out of the relationship. But as opposed to in colored women or African-American women, it's like, oh, I know everything and I'm going to let this nigga know that I know. And then all it is is that he's a more learned cheater. Do all of that and still stay. Yeah. Because, and I always tell people, what is your resolve? What is your result? Are you trying? What is, what's the end result? Like me, I'm very intentional with everything I do. So I'm looking at my result. So if I'm searching through your phone and I'm looking for you cheating, that's because my end result is if I find something, I'm leaving. Not, oh, I find something, I'm going to curse you out. But most of them don't. (laughs) No, my intention is not to find something and curse you out. My intention is to find what I'm looking for to confirm that I'm leaving. So it's it's not a, oh, I found it, now what do I do? What am I going to do with this information? Most of the girls don't even know. They just be looking and it's like, okay, you found it, but you're still going to be here. And now you hipped them to what not to do. Because you just told him, oh, I know that you be here at 7.30. I know that you move at 8.30. I know at 9.30. So all he's going to do is switch his whole schedule up. Thank you for the footnotes. And, and be a better cheater. So, you know, it's like women, you really got to put your thinking cap on. It's not about, oh, I ain't doing all of that. And, well, oh, I don't got time for all of that. Because that's what women say. Like, especially nowadays, it's like, oh, I don't got time. That's playing games. And, well, you better play the game. I play the game like EA, okay? And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it's that serious if you don't want to be by yourself. Like, and a lot of women, is the sad part is you're going to be by yourself if you don't adopt a certain mentality that that's going to accommodate a man. And I got that graveyard for you. Listen, we're giving out phenomenal funerals. I'm talking about <laughs> phenomenal it's going to be selfie galore in there. We're going to have all of the lighting perfect for your people in there. We're going to have the blinged out caskets for y'all. We're going to have your headstones with rhinestones on no, it. Because uh-uh. 80% of y'all probably never, ever going to adopt the right mindset because training sounds like a dog and submission sounds like a cuss word, right? No, no, no. I no, want to segue no. real quick, though, as I was... Uh, talking about, you know, you helping girls trick other niggas. Tell us a little bit uh, uh, about your university and actually what you do at your business, so the at, two parts of it. So at Blink and Body Contour, we pretty much do non-invasive BBLs. So the same thing if a woman wants to get a contour shape, we use what's called lipolasering. Um, we use lipocavitation. We use wood therapy. Uh, we use vacuum therapy. Uh, we do cellulite reduction, we do microneedling, we do IV hydration, we do, uh, oh my gosh, it's so much stuff. Uh, we do liquid lipo, uh, oh my goodness, there's like so many services, post-op um, care that we do there. We do eyelashes and we even do trainings for women who want to get in the business. We actually train them. So you have like a training course university yes. that women can do what you do. Absolutely. So you ain't trying to hold all this information to yourself. Absolutely. Why not? No. It's so much money out here because we can't cover everything. And especially once we create more bosses, that's how everybody wins because now it's an affiliate program. So even if I created you as a boss, you still come to me and buy your products for your facility. Where's your business at? 
It's at 5450 Peachtree Parkway inside of Peachtree Corners Plaza. Y'all make sure y'all go check that out. Tap into it <laughs> if y'all want to trick a nigga to, to get your body <laughs> it's snatched not and sucked and bubbled and anything else that you would it's like. Not. It's a trick a nigga program. <laughs> And you can actually be a part of the trick and nigga teacher. You can become a trick and nigga teacher and open up your own trick and nigga school. Trick and nigga instructor, right? Yeah, you get no. what I'm saying. But nah, it's really a good thing. You know, man, it's business. She out here handling business for ladies that actually don't want to get that super light pub. Cause some other stuff. Have I seen a girl that had no booty? You dig what I'm saying? Gave her a little something, a little whoop whoop, help her stomach out. Mm-hmm. But you know, you gotta continue to work out if you want to do. do those. If you, you want to do. do those type of things. You do. Um, another question that I got for you. We we, we spoke on the BBLs, we spoke on the new parts and uh, uh, old vehicles, <laughs> how would you encourage, because you know, you're saying that a man can be faithful, which we can, you know, um, how would you encourage these young ladies to identify, and old ladies, because shit, they still young in the mind, mm-hmm. to identify the right person in a relationship, in business, in, in, in any sort of thing, how would they be able to identify what they need because I feel like ladies get a lot of what they, they get everything they want but they're not getting what they need and then they blame the guy and say oh well he turned out to be something different and we've heard this story for the last 50 years what would your advice information coaching be for them to know how to properly identify the right person so I don't necessarily think that um he turned out to be the wrong guy. I think he was that guy in the beginning and there were some red flags that were possibly maroon or burnt orange, you know, or seven, (laughs) you know, or there was like an exception that, you know, we were making in our minds to say that I can accept this, but I don't know for how long. Um, and that's I've, I've heard that in my own life that, you know, I go into the relationship. I say that you'll be the main one. You know, um, I do do what I do. It'll never hit your front door. It won't never call your phone. And they sign up for it. And a year later, they're going through my phone or they're causing a problem. Why is that? Well, that's because they they thought somehow that you were going to change. Mm. And I think that that's what we don't realize is that when somebody says this is who they are you got to take it for face value and know that they're just not going to change unless they come back to you and say i've changed my mind like and literally say that verbatim that you know what i no longer feel the way that i once felt i think that i kind of want to stop doing you know x y and z um are you willing to go in this direction with me but that takes mature individuals that takes a conversation between two mature people to say that you know i once was here now i'm here whether is it's it, good is or it one time conversation because you know i hear a lot of you say a lot of time i've already told you once why should i have to ask again is, is that um, um, a one time well is- some people like to reevaluate the situation like that's just like in anything in employment or anything you always get a re-eval every 60 or 90 days um, to kind of reassess where we are and any prognosis. So it's like, you know, granted, you might have been on a rapid slope, but having met me, I might have changed your mind. So I had a young, that's that's agreeable because everyone, I, I say that um, everybody brings something different on the periodic table. If you got 
if you got cocaine and water, you just got wet cocaine. If you got cocaine and baking soda, you just got cocaine makers baking soda. If you got baking soda and water, you just got wet baking soda. But if you got cocaine, baking soda, and water, cooked, put under some cold water afterwards, you got crap. So I feel like So are you all, telling them how to make crack? No, I'm just uh, <laughs> put it on the burner. Measure it out. You did what you whip it like you, a stir fry that was put four and a half at a time. So you put a four and a half, check out how many grams that in. You wanna put the least amount of soda as possible so that straight Go drop. Ahead. Put your burner on high, put your Pyrex in, let it boil, then add the ingredients, stir. They write it down too. Whip <laughs> that wrist, whip it. Whip it until it's a pasty substance. Make sure you're whipping it good. Once you pour it out, you let it sit for about 10, 20 seconds. Then you hit it with the water. If it rock up, they sold you some, some good shit. If it don't rock up, they sold you some whip, and it's time to get the sticks. So you know what? So. I can't. So that's what you do. That's how we just did a masterpiece. Like, cook crack like this. But I say everybody brings something out. I say this because I feel like women should have more conversations with men and say, hey, will you ever change? Is this is the way that you're always going to be? And I heard a girl say the other day, she's not competing. I said, listen, there's 27 million uh, black women, 20 million black men. If black women are not willing to compete, they're not going to get anywhere or get anything. I feel like if the, if the competing... I had a young lady that kind of said the same thing. If you competed a little bit more, I feel like I would have, um, I might have been willing to change my mind or come to a happy agreement because, hold on, before you say something, men, we compete heavy. We compete heavy for y'all. We compete very heavy. There's nothing that we won't do to get the box. Mm -hmm. It's everything afterwards that y'all got to do to keep us. Mm -hmm. So our competition, if a girl say this nigga gave her 10,000, I now, if I really want the girl, now this is just hypothetical, and not just to give away, hey, he put 10,000 in my business. If I feel like she worth it, I'm going to go out and go get some more money so that I can take care of her better is what right. I'm trying to say. Right. But so, I feel our women are not competing to say, hey, I know this is a good guy. And instead of me just letting him go, what are the things like we don't have the conversations? What can I do to be better? Is there anything that I can do to help you alter your mindset? Because this is hurting me, but I really want to be with you. So what can I do? So I'm going to tell, tell you something. My motto is campaign until you win the election. Bar eight. <laughs> Listen, campaign until you win the election. And this is with anything. Like, you see so many campaign commercials, it's like, oh, this is what our competitor is doing, or this is what he will not do. That's what you need to do. And it's not saying that, oh, well, he better choose me. Girl, what is so spectacular about you? We got Keisha who look way better than you. We got Keisha who, who clearly the butt that you want, she got it. You know, we got Keisha who ain't got no stretch marks. We got Keisha who skin made of gold. We got Keisha who cook, listen, clean, who cook, clean, don't talk back. We listen, yeah. we got a lot on the table out here. And I think that a lot of people are, especially women, are not willing to campaign until they win the election. Because we don't want to start over. And it takes so much. So I'll tell you with my last case study, and this is this is going to be a sure shot for you ladies. I started out as Saturday Girl. Listen to what she's saying now. I started out as Saturday Girl, and he was, this was my first case study for He Could Be Faithful. And I started out as Saturday Girl, and I knew it in my mind. I didn't say it to him, 
Mind you, he had a whole bunch of money. Of course, I'm going to be one day of the week, girl. He has so much to offer. Bar nine. She came into it knowing that Listen, if she likes him, somebody else likes somebody him. Somebody else got to like him. He got curtains in the vehicle and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Right, listen, I'm sushi not. in the back listen, of the back. I ain't going to be naive now. You know what right. I mean? And it's like, I know I'm pretty, but it's like, it's a lot of other girls that's pretty too. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just, I was thinking to myself, I said, okay, I noticed on the night that he came and got me, it was Saturday. So I was like, okay, so I'm watching him. And this fool, I thought he was getting out the car to like open the door for me. He was getting out the car to flip his side mirror up. Like, <laughs> this is how, this is how trifling he was as far as how he treated women. Like, he, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, he a gentleman. Like, I'm just sitting there like, he finna come over and open my door. Homeboy flipped the side mirror up. And I was, and left me in the car, like, and proceeded to walk. Away. Yes. And, and I was just like, I was like, oh, okay, so <laughs> let me open the door. Because <laughs> I was used to good treatment. I need y'all to do a skit on that. Uh, Listen. YouTubers and Instagrammers and TikTok. Listen. I need y'all to do that real and quick. And I was like used to good treatment. So I was like, oh, he he ain't opened my door. I was like, oh, all right. And I don't even know if I should require it at this point. Like, will we get in an argument or what? I don't know. <laughs> so we got in the car. And we're literally driving, and this night, I have to give it to you like this, ladies, because it's so strategic. If you just think about what I'm saying. That night, we went back to his house. We, the first thing we did was watch a movie at the movie theater. Then he said, oh, you want to go back to my house and watch a movie? Fool, why are we watching another movie? We just paid... $20 to, to go to the movie theater. Now you want to go home and watch another movie? The movie we watching going to be us. Listen. Yes. So listen, don't fall for the hype. So if you can control yourself, this is a lot of strength under subjection. This is what I keep talking to you all about. So that night, he says to me, he's like, um, we go. I, I okay going back to his house for the movie. So we go back to the house for she the movie. to create a movie. No, I did not. So that night, listen, and he, he will vouch for this. So that night, we go back to the house, and he said, you can't wear pants in my house. I lied to you not. I lied to you not. And I was like, I was like, you can't, I can't wear pants in your house? And he was like, no, you have to take your pants off at the door. Where this nigga at? This is my cousin. <laughs> Shout out to my listen, nigga, no pants wearing listen. in the house. Nigga. Not you can't wear shoes, <laughs> you can't wear pants. I got listen. new rules at my establishment. You cannot come into my house and pass the threshold without pants on. There's no more pants allowed in my house. Listen, and he was such a boss. Like, I was like, no okay. I was like, oh, all right, no pants. So I just like took my my pants off, and I was just like, because he said that I can't wear pants in the house. Understand? So this is rude. Listen, so we can, so we get in the house, and we're sitting on the couch. Literally, I'm no pants, watching TV. And he picks me up and he takes me into the next room, into his bedroom. And this is so, I'm telling y'all, transparency inspires trust. So you could trust me because I'm giving it to you exactly how it happened. So we go into his bedroom. He lays me down on the bed and he's like going down. He's like about to put his, you know, face in that area. Hey, and, that and I area. was like, and I was like, can we, I was like, can we not do that? I was like, do you believe in God? Yeah. <laughs> The Savior, <laughs> the God of Jerusalem, <laughs> Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. <laughs> Amen. 
more questions. Listen, listen, so I was like, do you believe in God? And he was like, yeah, uh-huh. Like, yeah, just like how he said. So he was like, yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, do you go to church? <laughs> like, I literally started, like, panicking because Ian, I was Muslim at the time. So imagine this. I wasn't even Christian. And I was asking him, do you believe in God? Do you go to church? And he was like, I mean, that's a personal question, don't you think? And I was like, well, we about to get personal. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. So I'm like, I'm like, well, we about to get real personal. So he was like... He got up and he sat on the side of the bed. He was like, damn, I mean, you just killed the whole vibe. He was like, you just killed everything. And I was like, in, in my mind, I'm like, perfect. That's what I wanted to do. Like, right. you know, right there, right where I want to be. Because I was not giving up them yams like just like that. You wasn't about to she get She going to take some head, but she wasn't going to get the yams up. <laughs> she was going to let you peel the yams back, but she wasn't going to let you boil them. But I'm listening. Listen, so he literally, he was like, well, you just killed the whole vibe. I was like, can we not do this? He was like, all right. So we went back out. And guess how I saw the shift in him? So he was like, you can get your pants if you want. I said, oh, now he's recanting some of the rules that he had in place. So I, I saw him adjusting for me now. So the next time that I saw him, I said, I'm going to make him all of this food because I cook really well. So I made him like greens, mac and cheese, yams, fried chicken, fried fish, like corn. You did what? Yeah, I made all of this stuff, like Dude, all of this food. That's, that's, that is, what's the word? That is, not, that's slavery. You was doing <laughs> slave shit for a man? Listen, so I know I had this like, I, I went home and I made all of this food, like literally platters of food that he could eat off of for days. And it was around his birthday time and I bore him like a little teddy bear in a card. And I said, I said, what do you get a man that has everything? And I said something simple. I said, because he probably hasn't gotten a gift in years. Mm -hmm. So you have to be strategic, ladies. So I was like, he probably hasn't gotten a gift in years. Let me go and get him. I literally went to the dollar store, got him a little teeny bear and a card. And I put it in a bag, dollar bag. So the gift was three bucks. Three bucks. The gift was three bucks, and I made food from my Change heart. Change your life, ladies. Listen, I said, come and get me. I was like, I made you some food. So this was on a Friday. Ooh, no, it wasn't even your day. Wasn't even my day. Ooh. But I knew I was going to spend the night until Saturday, so y'all got to hear the, I'm a player, too. So listen. Bartend. <laughs> she already had it figured out. I had it all. I had it all figured out. So I said, I said, so it was a Friday night, and he accepted my offer. So I was like, maybe the Friday girl canceled, or maybe she was got sick. You right. know, I'm thinking to myself, because I asked him early enough in the day while I was preparing the food. So he came and got me, and... um. You know, I set up all the food in his kitchen. So now I'm making I'm making him see me in his home. I'm giving him a visual aid of what I would look like walking around his what kitchen. What we would be getting, what would we be signing <laughs> up for? She's giving a visual yeah. before the marriage. Yeah. Before the boyfriend, girlfriend, woman, yeah. man and, stage. And so many women uh, nowadays, they like. What would we get? Yeah. Oh, this is important, boy. Listen, so many women nowadays, they like, oh, that ain't a part of his subscription. I ain't cooking for no man. No, listen. Sis, cook something. Hit, hit on that subscription when you. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah, Keep I on. believe in the subscriptions. Yes. So, so I literally catered and I walked around his kitchen and I made the plate and I, you know, I presented the plate to him in a very, you know, womanly fashion. My back is upright, like just 
what I've been trained to do. Trained. So I gave him the plate and he's eating the food. He's like, he getting to the greens. He like, damn, these joints good. This is, you know, he eating the food. Right. And he like, can you go get me some more? Mind you, an average girl would be like, I ain't no damn serving. I ain't get, you know, I made you the first plate. You can get up and run back and get. So I was like, sure, no problem. I was like, do you want me to put like a little extra on here? I bought him a napkin and everything. This is why she's getting proposals. Please continue. <laughs> so I bought him a napkin and everything. But make a make a, a long story short, that weekend, we ended up getting snowed in. And we got snowed in and we couldn't move for five days, like a bad snowstorm, like can't move your car type of snowstorm. And I remember he, we, he had told me, he said, go buy some pizza from the corner store. He had this long ass driveway. So I ended up walking the wrong way down the driveway for a store that was on the corner. So I literally walked around the block and back around just to hit the corner store that was on the corner. And I had all my fresh Timberlands, right? So I'm pissed. Timbo. So the, my Tim's was dogged and wet by the time I got back in what the house. What was he doing when you went to the store? He was on the couch watching television. Then go ahead, I'm listening. He was on the couch watching television. And, and y'all gonna be like, girl, you stupid. Your Tim's was dogged. And that's why you, you saw it. You let that nigga sit in the house Listen. while you went to you the store. You let that nigga sit in the house while you... Why let he... me ask you a question. It's a personal yeah. question. Yeah. Before he sent you to the store, did he get some yams beforehand? So I gave him the yams that night. Before you went to the corner store? Uh-huh. Okay, that's it makes sense why she walked to the corner store. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Or you know what? He No, he got yams that night after the pizza. Okay. I walked just because, I mean, I like fresh air. It wasn't nothing for me to walk. I mean, um, it's okay. Like, right. Listen, whatever you do in your relationship <laughs> that, that females are saying is stupid and it may keep you a nigga or get you a nigga, do what you do. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, please continue. You walk, to, you walk two miles walk, to the corner store. Yes. <laughs> and when I came back, when it took me so long to come back, he just he just laughed when I walked in the front door with the pizza. So I was like, here goes. He said, what the hell took you so long? <laughs> and I was like, I said, you could have told me that it was on the corner. I said, I walked all the way around the corner just to get to the corner. And he said, oh, he said, you're so cute. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, I'm so serious. I'm soaking wet. Like, I just started freaking out. Like, my boots are dogged. Like, I was just done. like, like you know. Was they the wheat Tim's? No, I had on the beef and broccolis. They was Ooh. fresh. They was so Sock fresh. soaking. They was soaking. Squashy. Yes. And I gave him the pizza. And, like, literally, we, we did what we did. And we were snowed in for five days. Like literally waking up to each other, make he's making me breakfast now. So now I went from Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, girl. Mm. All because of a snowstorm too. So, so the you snow have five days to put that work in. Yeah. So so snowstorm helped old girl out. So by Tuesday, he was dropping me off, and he he was like, "So are you going in and getting more clothes?" Wow. And I was like, I was like, why? You want me to come back or something? I was like, don't you have something to do? I was like, you're always so busy because now you have to throw it back in his face of how he was being in the beginning. Well, you said you're so busy and you don't have time for me. So, you know, I can go back home. And he was like, no, I think you should get more clothes. And I was like, I was like, well, if you give me about two hours, so now I have to play the game because it's not about you being so readily available to him. It's about that. Now you understand that I'm desirable, too. And you see my value, too. 
So you was able to put your cards up front. From what I'm hearing, you was able to put your cards up front to select, but you've seen, you knew that the man had the things, not just the things, but he had, rather it was the character, the things, whatever that you like, that it can make your life better also, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's important, ladies. If y'all get to a point where you see a guy is able to make your life better, it's okay to go the extra mile, to do extra things, to see... If you look stupid and are successful, it's better to look successful and be stupid. The Bible say it's better for a man to have a servant than for a man to look great to the community and have no bread. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Y'all got to really pay attention to what y'all doing out here. Social yeah. media is not real. I can yeah. turn this camera around, put it on the back of this green screen, and I could be anywhere in the world posting pictures with money and all that kind of goofy stuff and have people believe in it. Mm -hmm. Live in your truth. Yeah. Live yeah. in your truth. But but that got me to a ring. And he said that, you know, he had his, his mind made up that of the type of woman that he wanted, um, the way he wanted her to look, and it was the polar opposite of who I was. But he was just so sure. So that goes to my point of mm -hmm. saying in the beginning, we will take a flat chest, flat booty, pretty girl, because you still got to be pretty if you ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> and you got the other requirements. We'll change up our shit that yeah, we think that we want, because what we really are looking for is that internal, those things that are going to help us out, those things. And I heard a woman say, you know, what men looking for their mom and girls looking for their dad, where in actuality, if you think about it, what different roles outside of sex is a man playing in your life and a woman playing in your life? If a man is there to protect, provide, and give a vision to the house, and a woman is there to cook, clean, help out domestically, also add value to the man by encouraging him in his business, encouraging him in the Lord and any other things that he may be doing, which your mother did here to help your boo-boos out, they swap, that's why the father gave the hand in marriage. He said, you're now responsible for this. You're going to get a little icing on the cake, though. You get to smash my daughter. They were giving their daughters away for business purposes back in the day because they knew they were giving them to husbands. We talk about wives already being wives before they're married, but husbands was already husbands because they had to have a house back then. They mm -hmm. had to have some business about themselves, mm -hmm. and they had to be well-known in the community. So the kind of guys that were getting the women were quality guys. They were also trained to be husbands. Yeah. So if you're not getting a guy that's already a husband or right. not getting a woman that's already a wife without the title, you should probably walk the other way and you probably should do some work on yourself. Yeah. I want to segue because we got a few minutes left. Um, you were speaking to me um, off camera about repenting Mm -hmm. in all the relationships that you might have been in. Yeah. And you were saying something about, it's not about the body count, but it was mm -hmm. about all of the experiences, or the all, of the, all of the encounters yeah. that you had with mm -hmm. men. And it kind of kind of struck to me, and, and it, 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 I don't know, I say it, it catapulted a thought to mm -hmm. make me think about what you were saying about breaking soul ties. But I'll let you get into the mm -hmm. story and explain it your way yeah. of how you how you visualize and then the vision God gave you basically or the so, revelation. So God gave me this revelation maybe about two months ago and I was literally because I had met someone and I was just thinking to myself like I don't want to fall into the cycle of continuously fornicating. Correct. And because I've been in so many relationships, not so many, but one five year, another seven year, another five year, and you can think if we're having sex maybe twice a day. Pause, <laughs> I, I don't know who these men are, but I, I, ain't, I was married before, I'm putting that out there. <laughs> 
I, I, it might have been one time. I ain't never had <laughs> sex twice a day. But but continue. How long yeah. was you having sex twice a day? Um, sometimes I might have had sex three or four times a day. Because what, how, what's the longest y'all went without having sex? How many days you said that y'all went without having sex? Maybe one <laughs> a night wow. and had sex that morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, listen, my engine don't go like that, ladies. <laughs> my engine does not cooperate like that. <laughs> Once every two, three days, unless we got some sort of special connection. But please continue the story. So you got to think, if that's 365, you know. Days times. Times two, two. you looking at, you know, 720 times and then, you know, 720 times a year. If I was in it five years, you got 714, 21, 28, 35. We're at 3,600. Encounters. 3,600 sexual encounters. So in my mind, God was telling me, he was like, you're counting the people that you had sex with. Yeah, that's a low number. But if you count your encounters, you're at about 16,000 times. Over all your relationships. Over all of having sex. And he said, with this men is, that wasn't your husband. With men that was not my husband. So he said, this is how the enemy has us fooled in this day and age. Because in our mind, we're counting the bodies, but not the encounters. So when he said to me, he said, have you repented 16,000 times? And I was thinking to myself, like, why well, I asked for forgiveness at nighttime for my sins. So maybe I got like 10,000. But then I was like, no, I'm not nowhere close. Like, I had to just shut up and be like, I'm not nowhere close. And he said, that's fine. Like, it was almost like he wasn't excusing it, but he was saying, he says, so now moving forward amicably, what are you going to do to not continue this cycle? So I was like, well, I'm not going to be sleeping with guys who are not my husband for five years or three years or two years. I have to be more intentional about am I ready? So that was when I decided that I was ready to be married, too. Let, let me let me clear that up. She didn't say she was going to go five years with the nigga and not sleep with him. She's talking about the relationships that she was in for five years. Because yeah. some of y'all be damn near 40 <laughs> talking about I'm holding out with two kids and no. no one get a box up. No. Yeah, I just watched something last night about that, about how um, they were saying, like, oh, men who pursue a woman sexually can't be saved. And we, and we were like, that's a whole lie. Like, we got David, we got, you know, all these right. Men after God on the heart. Who Abraham. Was, <laughs> let me tell y'all, Sarah created the side bitch. She yes, told she did Abraham with Hagar. To sleep with a Hagar. Yes, yes. And just she to did. let you know, if you a side kid, your daddy. See, a lot of y'all think y'all daddies is bad, but they not. Your mama was a side bitch, and she ain't tell you. <laughs> yeah. A lot of y'all mamas was Saturday but, girls. But he did give them a nation of people before when he sent Ishmael out. That's because they he was sleep. She was sleeping with somebody that had a bag though. Right, right. You motherfuckers ain't even got a pot to piss in, so they not even gonna get a toilet seat. You dig what I'm saying? So, so he did birth his lamb out of that. Yeah. So a lot but, of y'all was side chicks. Yeah, uh, but kids. but at the at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, I decided I'm like I am going to be married. I want to be married because I don't want to continue so much in sin that grace may abound, as the word says, and I don't want to keep just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, because I be feeling so much conviction. It's like it's only but so nasty you can be, right? When and knowing that convicted. Jesus is knowing that Jesus is looking, can't suck yeah. and swallow knowing yeah. the Lord looking down. Like, I can suck, but I'm not swallowing. Listen. The Lord gonna convict me. <laughs> 
You dig? No, I've been there. So, I've been places like you know, I'm not I, sucking dick. Let me make, let me make sure that clear. <laughs> I've been fucking bitches and feel like I don't want to do too much or maybe a threesome is finna encounter. Let's clear this yeah, up so this, y'all motherfuckers take my words right. and fuck my it's shit up, all bro. Right. I want to be clear. It. I don't suck dick, none of that. I get topped off. Let's be clear. Maybe whatever candle it is, let's make sure we clear. Listen, so it's just... It's like you can only be but so promiscuous, you know what I mean? Even after I take like a sexy picture or something, I be feeling bad, like, damn, why I do that? Why I send that? Why did I send that? I shouldn't have sent it, Jesus. And then it's like, no, I got to do something. And that's why I was dating men who ultimately weren't ready to commit either, because that gave me a safe place to stay where I was. Because it's like, oh, I could date him because I know he ain't interested in being married. He ain't going to... He ain't gonna mount up. To but now that you're interested in getting married, what's three things that you feel like you've changed up in your game before we close out? What's three things you feel like that you've changed up or you're doing? It could be one thing that you feel like you're doing to say that, hey, I know I'm preparing myself for marriage because sex is a part of life. We can't mm-hmm. go too long without mm-hmm. it. You know, I'm a month three, so mm-hmm. bitch, you better come month four or tomorrow or I'm gonna be back on my bullshit. So why I ain't smashing, one of y'all better act right. Um, But what's some things that you think that you're doing to prepare yourself for marriage that you say, whether I cut out, because a lot of people cut out real quick. A lot of people say, oh, I don't do this, I don't do that. But what are you adding to make it better? So, you know, elaborate on what you're doing So for me, again, I've always been trained. So at the end of the day, I was always in that wifely position, which is why I had so many long-term relationships. And one thing I can say to women is that your husband should never be in a shower and be looking for a bar of soap. Your husband should never be in a shower um, looking for a washcloth. He should never be in a shower not having a towel. Like, he should never be looking for toothpaste, toilet paper. So, like, start shopping in bulk. Like, start buying, start going to BJ's and, like, stocking up on these items because no man wants to be in the house and it's like, oh, I ain't got no toilet paper, I ain't got no water, I ain't got no soap, I ain't got no toothpaste. Like, you know, stay on your game because that's the part where you're adding value to the household, especially if you're dealing with a man who likes domesticated women. It's like, that's your job. You're supposed to be, honey, here's your towel, or honey, here's this, or you know, honey, here's that. So I would say shop in bulk um, to um, try to prepare yourself to, me, I don't wear scarves to sleep. That's another big thing about me. Like I don't own a bonnet. Um, Like, so when I go to bed at night, I look just like this. And when I wake up in the morning, I try to wake up before he does to try to prepare myself. Um, wow. So that he gets, you know, a good enough presentation of why he signed up. Because at the end of the day, so many women, they get in relationships and then they fall off. Sweatpants with holes in it. You know. Looking crazy. Yeah, they fall off. So it's like um, they'll stop putting makeup on. If that's how he liked you from the beginning or he talked to you with the makeup, your eyebrows was beat, then obviously that's something that A lot of them just stop having sex and then they start going crazy. Right. Last question before we wrap up. What is your take on women letting men move in with them? Because we see a lot of men moving in with women and I won't even give my opinion. I want to hear yours. So one thing I don't do is the moving in with and I, 
excuse me, I can say this in all honesty because anytime I've lived with a man, it was a joint place. So if I had my own place, he had his own place, we started searching for places together and then moved into a new home together. So I've never inducted a man for you could come and stay with me. That's so, bum behavior. So I don't even I don't even understand that that thought process. Like either you have your own, I have my own, I spend the night at your house, you spend the night at mine's, but the fact that I'm gonna move you in with me, absolutely not. So we can start looking for a place together where you do a disillusion on your place, I'll do a disillusion on mine's, then we move in together, that's fine. Well, but I'm not, he's not moving in with me. We respect that here at The Ugly Truth. Y'all have heard a whole lot of ugly truth. We are very appreciative. We are very thankful that the Philadelphia native has <laughs> came down here to the beautiful ATL to bless us yes. with her presence. Uh, you can look her up. You can Google her. Uh, yes, Kalai she Shireen. Um, yes. She's been a life coach. She's a transformation coach yes. now. She's, uh, does a, but this is the thing, though. Even though I name all these things she do, she does them very fluently in quality. So it's not just like you hear now, oh, I got this and this. She do it to the max. <laughs> it's going to work. If you sign up and you go through a transformation, yes. she can't do nothing but give you the training that she's learned. You understand what I'm saying? So make sure that y'all go read uh, He Can Be Faithful. Please find that man. He can be faithful uh, wherever he's at. Go to the uh, the Blinken Body Contour shop. Learn how to trick a nigga with your body. Um, <laughs> she's a nurse and everything goes. A great speaker. I've had a wonderful time here speaking yes, with you. Yes, thank you. I've had a great time I too. I greatly appreciate it. Hopefully we can get you back on another time. Is there anything you want to say before you? Give me your social media handles or where they can find you um, at. Anything like they that. They can find me at K-E-L underscore L-I underscore Shireen. That's Shireen with two R's. S-H-E. E-R-R-E-N-E. Um, my company is Guideline Girls, a business formation where we help people start businesses, um, get business banking accounts, get business funding, build websites, logos, business cards, brochures, the full gamut, hire employees, handbooks, you name it, um, anything business formation we do there. Um, and also the Blink and Body Contour University is spelled just the same way um, on social media. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode, a special episode. Y'all see the white background. We ain't in the trap room. <laughs> so, you know, when we have great guests, we try to bring out the nice wine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think uh, it's really good, too. I appreciate it. Make sure it. <laughs> that we got the right setting for them. So I'm greatly appreciative to have her here. I did not pay this lady to say any of the things that she <laughs> said. I promise, even though she thinks a lot the way that I think, um, <laughs> understand that it's her own thought process she's yes. a grown woman but i really just want to see our communities come together i want to see our families come together i feel like Absolutely. our communities would be better these conversations are very much needed and uh we want to thank you for coming out to the ugly truth signing off it's the yes. king oh boy hey man say man it's your boy king get man we coming live and direct y'all know what it is man y'all know what time it is it's time for the Ugly truth. Yeah, you know, we're gonna dive right into it. Spirit, soul, body, finances, and relationship. Put you up on game on everything. And I am certified, man, to speak on what I speak on, man. I'd have been on over 500 dates with 500 different women, man. So when I speak on relationship, please pay attention. Oh, I'd have ran up an M, too. So when I speak on money, please pay attention. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy.